Good morning. It's nice to see so many of you out on this beautiful Sunday morning. My name is Brian Mason. I work here on the weekends. <laughs> it's really my pleasure to have you in worship since 1858. This congregation, the first Universalist Unitarian Church, has served as a vital voice for religion here in central Wisconsin. And so whether you're a seeker, a sinner, or a saint, or somewhere in between, you're welcome here with your doubts, your hopes, your joys. This is a really special morning. We are recognizing our graduates from high school. We have three, maybe four here this morning. We'll get to recognize as they go off into the workforce or off to college. And also those making transition from elementary school to middle school, middle school, or to high school. So you're in treat for a really heartwarming service. I have two announcements I put somewhere. Oh yes, of course. So today is the first of the month potluck. Every one of you here, you're all welcome to go upstairs to our fellowship hall after the service and to join us for potluck. But if you do that, you have to stay and clean up. That's the rule. <laughs> Just kidding, but we do need someone to help clean up. Uh, so uh, if you feel like helping clean up today, uh, your help would certainly be welcome. But regardless of whether you can stay or not really, come and eat some food. The other reminder that I have for you this morning is that next Sunday is our annual flower communion service. It's always a special service, but next week our flower communion service is recognizing the 100th anniversary the flower communion has been celebrated, started by Norbert Chopik. So this is me reminding you to remember to bring a flower with you for next Sunday to add to the common bouquet. If you need flowers, I'll give you Margaret's address. She has a lovely front yard. <laughs> just stop by. She's up the street from me. Bring your scissors. So just stop and get a flower. U.S. Bank, I saw just planted their summer flowers. Stop by U.S. Bank. They can afford whatever they want. So bring a flower next week. You have no excuses. Before we move on, I want to invite all of you to rise and greet your neighbor. If you would now please join me in reciting the church's chalice lighting, you'll find the words printed in the bulletin. We light this chalice for the light of truth, the warmth of love, and the fire of commitment. We light this symbol of our faith as we gather together. And now please rise again in spirit or body to join in singing our opening hymn in the gray hymnal, number 361, Enter, Rejoice, and Come In.
Enter, rejoice, and come in. Enter, rejoice, and come in. Enter, rejoice, and come in. Today will be a joyful day. Enter, rejoice, and come in. If you would, continue standing. As you join in our affirmation, you'll find the words in the bulletin. Love is the doctrine of this church. The quest of truth is its sacrament, and service is its prayer. To dwell together in peace, to seek knowledge and freedom, serve human need, to the end that all souls shall grow in harmony with the divine. Thus do we covenant with each other in our doxology. This evening's story will be Maybe, a story about endless potential in all of us, written by Kobe Yamada and illustrated by Gabrielle Broach. Have you ever wondered why you are here? You are the only you there will ever, there ever has been or ever will be. You have so much to offer. Maybe you will invent something that no one has ever seen before. Maybe you'll build things that reach high into the sky. Your life is yours. Try as many things as you can try and see as much as you can see. Whether you, wherever you go, take your hopes, pack your dreams, and never forget. It is on journeys that discoveries are made. Maybe you'll help others to see the beauty in each day. Or maybe you'll lift cheering crowds onto their feet. Do everything with love, follow your heart, and see where it leads you. Maybe you are here to shine a light into places that have been dark for far too long. Maybe you will speak up for those who can't speak for themselves. Maybe you are here to help in ways that only you can. There will be struggles, there will be fears, and it won't always be easy. At times, it will feel really hard, and you might make a mess of things. You may fall down. You may fail. But you also get back up, and you will rise a little stronger and a little taller because there really is more inside you than you know. And this world needs your gifts, your talents, and your big ideas. And maybe you're just getting started. What if you're only scratching the surface of what you can do and who you can be? What if you have talents you haven't discovered yet? There's something powerful, even magical, about you. You already have everything it, everything it takes to do big things. Maybe you have no idea just how good you really can be. And maybe you don't know how much you matter. But maybe, just maybe, the world has been waiting centuries for someone exactly like you. One thing is for sure. You are here. And because you are here, anything is possible. The end. Now, if you would please join in singing our children's song to bless those here and those online.
everything that this church does is exclusively the result of you all, our friends and members who give generously to this congregation. Yesterday was Wausau's annual Pride Festival, and I saw our booth down there and all the joy it was giving to all these people who stopped by. Kate is hooping. She was giving her best, Jen, of course. It's all possible because of folks like you, generous folks like you. So I invite you to give liberally. We don't pass a plate at this time, but we do have a basket there at the back. We also have ways that you can give online. And so as you meditate on the music that's about to be played, think about the ways that you can play a part of the work that we do here. Thank you in advance. I'd like to invite all of you to join me in the spirit of prayer and meditation. If you're so inclined, start by putting your feet on the ground. If you're comfortable to close your eyes, go ahead and close them. We'll start by an awareness of our body. So focus your attention for a time on the top of your head. Slowly move your attention down into your jaw and let any tension out. Move now into your shoulders. Breathe deeply in. And as you breathe out, release any tension. And now take a breath, but this time move it fully into your stomach. Slowly out. Let us pray. Well, God beyond names and God beyond naming. We come this hour with so much gratitude. Gratitude for schools and parents and grandparents, for the determination of students 
who managed to get through 13 years of school and to walk through a threshold into a new unknown. We give thanks for the sacrifice of parents, all their worry, the late hours wondering if things will be okay. We give thanks that this honor was done to us before. We give thanks for possibility. Thanks for the people who we wish were here to celebrate with us, but can't be. All of us arrived here this morning with a heart full of joy and sorrow. And so call into your mind's eye at this moment all that you're struggling with and all that you're celebrating. And let us meditate on them in silence together now. Amen. Please remain seated for our prayer hymn in the gray hymnal wonder, number 168. One more step. Across the country, Unitarian Universalists, just like us, are celebrating an annual rite of passage called Bridging. Bridging is a celebration to honor and recognize those in our community who are on the cusp of a new adventure as they move from elementary school to middle school, from middle school to high school, and high school to emerging adulthood. It is also an opportunity for congregations to rededicate themselves to the youngest members of our community. Because as my colleague Kathy Smith says, no church can survive long if it consists of only one set of people. A church is not just the children's RE program or the youth group or the covenant group or the knitting group or the pride team or even the people who gather for worship on Sunday mornings. We are a whole that is greater than the sum of its parts. 
And we recognize this when UU babies and children are welcomed in the community with a child dedication. The congregation commits and covenants to supporting those parents and caregivers and those children as they grow and learn. And bridging is a time for us to remind ourselves of that commitment and to recommit to be that support, even from afar as our ways of being together change. Because like in our story, those youth we are recognizing today, futures are filled with lots of maybes, and they'll need friends and support along the way. Bridging is also a time to recognize that our, our community has been enriched by the presence of these youth in our church and offer our blessings and gratitude and to reflect on our time together. And in that vein, before we begin our ritual, three of our graduated youth would like to share about their time at UUASA and what they'll be taking with them, each in their own way. Charlie, Eleanor, Ben. Morning all, like she said, my name is Charlie Place and I've been a member of this congregation for eight years. A vital voice for liberal religion in central Wisconsin, with love as our doctrine, the phrases that drew my family to this UU congregation. It is with the overwhelming kindness and love of these people, along with the ideology that we are unified by the shared search for spiritual growth that solidified our place in this church in this family. It took us a long time to find UU Wasa. I've always struggled to align myself with the morals of Christianity, which is what I grew up around. The theology behind Christian faith was just not representative of who I was, nor who I wanted to become. This is because I was never able to associate love with religion until I entered the UU realm, where love is as plentiful as the vast array of people who occupy this religion. And that's what captivated me. I was met with such a rich diversity of people, all of which were accepted and given a voice by this place, instead of silencing them like the majority of other denominations had done. But here, in this congregation, you're given a seat at the table, a table occupied by women, men, children, black, white, gay, straight, and every type of person you could imagine in a world where the table is usually filled by people who again and again fail to represent us. But despite that, we're given a seat at the UU table, a place in which our voices resonate with love and a passion for the righteousness of humankind, and a place where we are allowed to grow spiritually independently without question, with the unfaltering support of the UU family around us. It's this support of spiritual independence that initiated my exploration of the limitations in which my spiritual beliefs reached with no fear of negative repercussions. It's with the support of this family that I've been able to figure out the kind of human being I am and the type of human I'm working to become. And although my journey has been met with many dead ends and a lot of speculation of the world around me, my time at UU has given me this. The ability to find love and peace in every person in a world where unyielding hate seeks to dim the lights of people like us. UU has taught me to hold an unwavering love for each soul around me, and within me, it's ignited a passion to seek out the goodness in humanity, the goodness that surrounds us. And it is with these beliefs in my heart that I enter adulthood, not only in the real world, but in this church. And even though my time in religious education has come to a close, the exploration of my faith has not. I will continue to figure out the mark I want to leave on humanity with a free and responsible search for truth and meaning in the forefront of my mind and on my arm, <laughs> supported by the six other principles of this religion in order to help me make sense of the world around me and ultimately leading me to make decisions that will help me leave this world better than I found it. Because at the end of the day, I think that's who I want to be. I want to be someone who's made a difference in the world. I want to leave this earth being proud of the person I was. And although I know uncertainty is pretty much the only thing we can be certain about in life, I can be certain that because of this church, I will continue to see life through the kindness of Universalist Unitarian eyes. And even though I'm saying farewell to this congregation for a bit, I know that no matter where I end up, 
a UU family, will always be near with the kind embrace that drew my family here to begin with. And I know that I will always be welcomed here by the people who shaped me into the person I am today. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you to the people of this church that have grounded me in the humanistic teachings of this religion, allowing me to be unbound in my spirituality. Thank you, Yu Yu Wasa, for helping me not to think alike, but love alike. Hello, my name is Eleanor, and despite not really having stepped foot inside the church since pre-COVID times, besides maybe Christmases, um, since I just graduated from high school this spring, you will now be subjected to my thoughts on Unitarian Universalism. Due to my substantial absence, I initially thought it may be difficult to conceptualize as to what exactly the church has taught me. However, upon reflecting what I do know from the church, I first thought of the core values of the church in the seven principles, which I definitely know by heart and did not have to Google for assurance. And I began to recognize many of the UU principles reflected across my life. From a very young age, I feel like I've been surrounded by UU people. Many of my classmates, sports coaches, teammates, and friends have all belonged to the church. Whether I'm just going for a walk through my neighborhood or my teacher is sick for a day, it feels almost certain that UU person will appear. And reflecting upon this heavy UU presence in my day-to-day -day interactions, it feels safe to say that they allow for me to better understand the seven principles as I am able to see the value in, values and actions as they interact with people and deal with adversity. Beginning with the sixth principle, which is the goal of world community with peace, liberty, and justice for all, for those of you who have also failed to memorize the principles, I found it reflected in all my important in my all-important role as a captain of the middle school Nordic ski team. During the practice, my coach was busy waxing skis, thus allowing for my first captain's practice of the year, where I was able to lead my middle school teammates through whatever ski activities my heart desired, unsupervised by adults. I had the practice planned out to maximize the fun. First, we would ski over to the biggest hill on the ski trails and ski on it as fast as we could. Then, we would cap off the night with obstacle relays. To my disappointment, some of my teammates did not want to risk severe injury flying down a hill and then pick up their bruised bodies and spend 20 minutes sprinting. And this was only furthered by one of the kids arguing every one of my decisions for the whole practice. After practice ended, Coach Cressy came over to me to ask how the practice had gone, and I, on the verge of tears, recalled my disappointment and frustration. And to my dismay, he laughed in my face. <laughs> His explanation illustrated that not everyone would find my favorite activities fun, and a significant part of leadership is taking into consideration the opinions of others. Thus, in order to have a middle school ski community, everyone must be considered in order to have peace and thus fun on the trails. Next, the second principle, which is justice, equity, and compassion in human relations, and upon reading it, I immediately recalled a very particular interaction. My seven-person family was cramped into our small minivan as we headed to the first second Friday nighters at the Zavodowski's brand new house. And as we drove, my father was repeating his mantra that we heard every time we went to the Zavodowski's, do not break anything. <laughs> Once we were there, the kids began an outdoor game of the ghost in the graveyard. And for those of you who do not know it, the goal of the game is to race back to the safe zone without being caught by the ghost. After finding the safe zone to be the front door, a large glass door, including two large glass windows next to it, we begin to play a few uneventful rounds. Uneventful, that is, until I'm being chased by the ghost and run too overzealously to the safe zone and send my hand straight through the glass window, <laughs> thrusting shattered glass onto the echoing tile of the building that adults were relaxing in. To this day, I'm entirely unsure as to how the Zavodowskis were so chill about an entire glass panel being broken, but I think their reaction embodies the second principle, and the level of compassion they had for me in the moment is something I hope I'm able to replicate whenever I face adversity down the road. Finally, the first principle, the inherent worth and dignity of every person, I feel like I'm taught every day by my parents. 
Both my parents are nurse practitioners and work every day to help heal and better people. Yet they both, and particularly my father in the emergency room, come home with stories of patients who are upset and violent towards the hospital staff. And when I was younger, I'd wonder why they would want to help someone who was mean to them. However, they were able to explain to me that a person's actions did not negate their need of medical assistance, and thus often you must put yourself and your needs aside in order to help people, as their life and health should not be negatively affected due to personal inflictions. Therefore, in spite of the people's worst moments, their lives are valuable, as that is just a piece of their actions, and only through continuous compassion can everyone's lives be better. Thus, upon reflecting upon my life, I recognize how much I benefited from the privilege of being able to rely and depend upon my community for guidance through challenges. No matter what I face, I've had many UU people to support me and better me, executing the practices of the church. Moving forward, as I'm forced to break from the community that I've unknowingly relied on as it has supported me and raised me, I can only hope to begin to provide this support to others, as I'm now able to fully recognize the incredible impact this community has had for me. Um, hello, I am Ben Minarski. Uh, you, if you see me around the church, it's usually seen with the choir. Hi, Margaret. <laughs> um, so uh, I started going to the first Unitarian Universalist Church of Owasso during a hard time where I was searching for meaning in my life. My family and I were going through some things at the time, and I was having a hard time accepting life for what it was. I found a sense of peace and, accept and uh, acceptance for having a heart, uh, for acceptance for my search and pursuit of meaning in my life through the church. And it allowed me to not feel alone in my search as there's many people around here who were also searching for meaning in their lives as well. Since I was young, I relied on logic and science in order to understand the world. Although I was, although I was involved in a Catholic church for a small amount of time, I never grew a relationship with God in the church as we ended up leaving the Catholic religion and became a non-religious household. Eventually, in my pursuit of meaning, I latched onto a video about Albert Camus and absurdism. The video talked about absurdism and the, and the difficult subject of suicide. The video's explanation of absurdity, of, of absurdity, living despite suffering and meaningless, helped me find courage to live another day. It reframed, uh, it reframed my thinking into that I should live because I'm here, not because I need meaning to justify my life. This new outlook on life combined with therapy helped me bloom into the person I am today. Although I haven't gotten closure on some problems I've, that I've faced in life, I know that I'm not done with my search for meaning. With the principles that I've been taught with the uni, uh, through the UU Church, I will uh, continue helping others and uh, still searching for meaning in my life. Thank you. <laughs> While our bridgers make their way back to their seat, I have the pleasurable announcement to say we're going to do things a little bit out of order than what's printed in your order of worship. So I want to invite those who are going to be moving into middle school and high school to come forward with their parents or caregivers. So this morning, and actually before I say that, I should say we have one more uh, youth who wanted to join us this morning and wasn't able to. So this morning as we do this part of our bridging ritual, I'm going to ask you to hold Evan and his family in your hearts. Tessa, Leo, River, and Ellie, as you move forward, know we delight in seeing your eager faces and love to hear your thoughts, ideas, and questions. Thank you for teaching us. We have a special gift for you this morning, a flaming chalice squishy. As you continue to learn and grow, we hope it brings you joy and...
I'm reaching out with my hand. I got this. <laughs> to your parents and caregivers, we offer our thanks and gratitude for making UUWASA your family's spiritual home. In doing so, you have given us hope and purpose. Thank you, and may you know joy and peace as your family and youth cross the threshold to the next stage of their journey. Thank you. And to the congregation, I invite you to repeat after me. We bless you. We, bless you. we love you. We will continue to support and nurture you. You may be seated. Next up, we have our RE volunteers. <laughs> Next year, Jimmy. Next year. So if any of you are looking at this going, ooh, I would really like that, just keep that in the back of your mind. It's just up there. So none of us can make it on our own, and in recognition of all the wonderful folks who have served our children and youth this year, I'm inviting them to come forward so we can offer them our blessing. Joni Han was not able to be here with us this morning, so I invite you to hold her in her heart as we go through our next phase. Here, here just take mine. Thank you all very much. You answered our call to minister to our children and youth and made a commitment to be their guides as they explored life's biggest questions. You helped them grow in faith, you provided them community and comfort, and you held them in love. They've generously given of their time, their caring, and their wisdom, and we're grateful for all that you've done. Please repeat after me again. We bless you. We bless you. We love you. We love you. And we thank you. We thank you. <laughs> Oops. I'm going to throw my mic around, Brian. You can take it out of my next check. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're up to the bridging part now. So, and now for our bridging youth and their parents and caregivers. Will Charlie, Eleanor, and Ben please come forward? Naya Harrington could not join us today, so I invite you to hold her and her family in your hearts as we go through our next portion of our bridging ritual. Charlie, Eleanor, and Ben, as you move forward to emerging adulthood, know it's been an honor to be here with you and to watch you grow and take on the many challenges of the day. We cherish the many gifts you have shared with us, your vision, your energy, your questions. We applaud all the work and obstacles you have overcome to get to this point, and we're excited to see what lies ahead for you. Along with our love and our best wishes this morning, we have a gift for you. Whether these chalices sit on your home altar, on your dresser, in your bookcase, maybe tucked in your closet. We hope that they regularly remind you of the light of truth, the warmth of community, and the fire of commitment. Go in peace, return with joy, knowing that wherever your goals and travels take you, we will always, you will always have a home with us. Andy, Amy, Dan, Allison, and Karen, we offer thanks and gratitude for making UUASA your family's spiritual home. 
In doing so, you have given us hope and purpose. Thank you, and may you know joy and peace as your family and youth move on to the next phase of their journey. Charlie, we bless you. I pray that your heart stays on fire with love and wisdom. Call your parents whenever you go off to college. Okay, don't forget that. That's really key. You're welcome to walk across this threshold now if you want. Oh Lord, we bless you today. May your heart be on fire with wisdom and compassion. May you have a love for life. May your hands be ignited with purpose and may your spirit be aglow with courage and compassion. You are a light to this world. You all are. And you carry our steadfast love with you wherever you go. I invite you to walk across the threshold. And we bless you today as well. May your mind be on fire with wisdom and wonder. May your heart be aflame with love for this life. May your hands be ignited with purpose and may your spirit be aglow with courage and compassion. You are a light to this world. I invite you to walk across the threshold. Please repeat after me. We bless you. We bless you. We love you. We love you. May your life, May your life unfold, with joy. unfold with joy. I invite everyone to rise in spirit or body for our closing nope, hymn. Nope, nope, nope. Sorry. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> one more, one more blessing. We're so excited to get to the potluck and those cupcakes out there. Now I'm going to invite everyone in the congregation to speak the names of loved ones who are also at important milestones in their lives so they can be added to our final blessing. Porter. For all those named and those that remain unnamed but in our hearts, for all we have celebrated today and those in our hearts, I offer our final blessing from Robert Kaufman's prayer for our children. We wish for you a storm or two that you may enjoy the calm. We wish for you tranquility in time of trial. We wish you a cool breeze on a warm day and a pale white cloud so you may better appreciate the blueness of the sky. We wish you darkness that you may see the stars. We wish you anticipation of high adventure, and we wish you the courage to avoid battle. We wish you a sense of wonder and poetry and music. We wish you companionship that you may appreciate solitude. We wish you a friend who will understand you and understanding so that you may have a friend. We wish you may become all you wish to be and more than you hope you can be. We wish for you a flower to smell a hand to touch, a voice to cheer, a heart to gladden, and we wish you someone to love as we love you. And may it be so. Please rise now in spirit or body for our closing hymn number 131 in the gray hymnal, Love Will Guide Us.
you to, I want to invite you to reach out and take the hand of someone nearby. If you're alone, reach out with your heart. May the truth that sets us free, and the hope that never dies, and the love that casts out fear lead us forward together until the day spring breaks and all shadows flee away. Please have a seat, relax, and enjoy the postlude. I'll see you upstairs for food. There's a slight change to the postlude. We'll uh, hear jazz finale another day. But right now, you're going to hear Deep River, sung by Ben. Deep river, my home is over Jordan. Deep river, Lord, I want to cross over into campground. Cross over into campground. 